Hello, I'm Eddie French, and you might recognise me from such icy news noises as... <coughs> Daddy! And who could forget... <coughs> well, the good news is, is that I now have my own podcast. It's called Pick Scraped, and it is a fortnightly sketch show uh, made entirely by me. So if that sounds like the sort of thing you'd like, go to wherever you get your podcasts and listen to it. Thank you. Pick Scraped. You're listening to IC News, the only network bringing you the stories from across the multiverse. The Conservative MP Christopher Pincher gets far too drunk and allegedly gropes two men at the Carlton Club. He has now had the Tory whip withdrawn, presumably to stop him trying to spank strangers with it. Ukraine demands the seizure of a Russian cargo ship that it claims is filled with stolen grain. Inspectors boarding the vessel found several tonnes of cereals in the hold, as well as a plastic toy. Nicola Sturgeon proposes a date for a new Scottish independence referendum in 2023. Really though, Scotland just need to learn that if you want Boris Johnson to break up a union, all you need to do is find him a younger, blonde country that's willing to blow him in the office. And finally, the YouTuber Logan Paul signs with the WWE, disappointing millions of non-fans who were kind of hoping that he'd carry on with boxing and get hurt for real. Hello and welcome, and you're listening to the 8th, that's right, 8th season of IC News, and as any Game of Thrones fans will... And, as any self-respecting Game of Thrones fan will tell you, this is where all of the intelligently written plot points come together to form a harmonious and logical ending. I know it's been years. I'm still fucking angry, alright? You did my girl dirty, Benny Offenweiss. You did her dirty. Sorry, I've digressed. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a whole two weeks since you last got a brand new episode out of us, so it was almost inevitable that we'd be starting this season with yet another Tory sex and sleaze scandal. This is Boris Johnson's Conservative Party, after all. You can't expect them to go a whole 14 days without at least one of them sexually assaulting somebody, or grooming a 15-year-old, or watching porn in the Commons, or making up sexist nonsense about the deputy leader, or getting caught wanking into the office bread bin while singing Rule Britannia. And this week it was the turn of Christopher Pincher, Deputy Chief Whip, doing his bit for nominative determinism by getting far too drunk and allegedly groping two men at the Carlton Club. Pincher was reportedly one of the chief architects of Operation Save Big Dog, the attempt to salvage the Prime Minister's career after Partygate by strong-arming MPs into supporting him. That loyalty was at first apparently repaid by the Prime Minister this week, who initially considered the issue of this new scandal closed, after Pincher wrote to him to confess and resign his senior position as Deputy Chief Whip. Had this been allowed to stand, Pincher would have retained his position as a backbench Conservative MP. In the space of about ten minutes, however, that outcome became untenable, as a formal complaint was made and Pincher then had the Tory whip withdrawn. He is apparently determined to now cling on as an independent and is currently awaiting the outcome of an investigation into his behaviour by the parliamentary watchdog. An investigation into an incident that he has already admitted happened and considered grievous enough to be a resigning matter once already. 
I mean, seriously, even the tractor-wanker bloke had the common sense not to embarrass himself further by dragging it all out, but I guess the Johnson-Pincher alliance, and my, what a fitting name for it, means holding out to try and avoid forcing another embarrassing Tory by-election result for as long as humanly possible. Outside of the constant pervy scandals and the grotesque mismanagement of actually dealing with them engulfing Boris Johnson's government, the man himself has been rather conspicuous by his absence recently. The Prime Minister has rather sensibly been avoiding the domestic stage in favour of the international one, where he's been desperate to repair his credibility by focusing on the war in Ukraine at the recent G7 and NATO summits. Both groups have now pledged their long-term commitment to Ukraine, in a move that's infuriated Vladimir Putin, but Russia did find some unusually vocal allies in the West this week. Here's our Russian correspondent Alexander Notabot to explain. It is I, Alexander Notobot, your favorite Russian journalist and only source at IC News for completely unbiased, pro-Putin, impartial propaganda. It gives me great pleasure to bring truth to British people, and today is no exception. Russian economy continues to be strong like bear, and special military operation in Ukraine is still going, how you say, swimmingly, like guest at Michael Barrymore house. Soon all of our goals will be achieved, for Western powers continue to walk blindly into our clever trap. Joke's on you, NATO fools! Sweden and Finland joining alliance is all part of long-term plan to make NATO so big it keels over and dies under own weight, like stupid fat dog. I know what you are thinking, listener friends. You have been trained to mistrust me. The words that I speak rattle in your heads and sound to your naive ears like just more pro-Kremlin untruths. But that's because you are poor, naive Western children who have been brainwashed by years of mainstream media lies. Never fear, friends. I am here to extend arm of Russian friendship and liberate you from your unfortunate delusions. Yet again, your press this week has been full of slander and false claims about my country's peacekeeping mission in Ukraine. First you say we bomb supermarket. This is not true. We bomb middle aisle of supermarket. For this week was summer barbecue and terrorist munitions week at Aldi. Outdoor smoker priced $89.99. Anti-tank missile $19.99. Very legitimate target for mission. Then... Your papers, TV channels and radio shows make endless sob story about grain exports and try to claim Russia is stealing Ukraine cereals to cause global food crisis. And only proof they have is satellite imagery of trucks and ships filled with grain traveling to Russia. Um, excuse me, Johnny Depp lawyer here. Here say, Your Honor, objection sustained. But you know what was most hurtful of all? Pledges from big Western boys' club meetings. Promises that NATO and G7 will keep funding opposition in Ukraine until Russia is defeated. Pah! Russia will never be defeated. Russia cannot be defeated. Because this is not war, remember? It is just special military operation. Day trip. Minor holiday excursion. And whether West insists or not, soon they will tire of this fruitless conflict. 
greatly that Putin is playing what you call long game. Remember episode of famous American TV show Simpsons? One where fat lazy Yankee man exhausts boxer enemies by letting them punch him in face until they are too tired to stand? That is Russia's gambit. His great chess move, in style of famous Russian masters. Except instead of punching Putin in face, thousands of Russian lives are being fed to Grinder. Tis small price to pay. Soon the West will tire of cost of war and Russia will win. Don't believe me? Just look at celebrity endorsements this week. Public figures in West are already starting to come round to idea of great Russian victory. And not just American hosts on Fox News. It was fantastic week for publicity of Sport of F1. First, everybody used N-word like they do in Kanye West songs on karaoke. Then former head of sport Bernie Ecclestone comes out in support of Putin. Such Western friendship deserves proper Russian thanks, which is why I come here to Holiday Chalet to thank Eccleston myself. This place used to belong to Max Mosley, but now Bernie uses it as party pad. So I bring him thank you gift of top quality Russian vodka, now made from the finest stolen grains. Hello, Bernie! I come on behalf of old friend Vladimir Putin. Hello? Oh, door is ajar. Well, I'm sure he won't mind if I just pop in and... Oh, yet! It's a full-blown Nazi orgy in here! Fucking hell, Bernie! Did you learn nothing from Max? Why can't you F1 guys throw one party without getting your balls spanked in an SS uniform? This is fucking typical. I spend a month in Ukraine getting shot at every time I try to take a shit and I can't find one bloody Nazi. I come to one holiday home in Monaco and there are 30 of the bastards shagging in a hallway. Bernie, stop that. I'm supposed to call in an airstrike for this shit. Jesus Christ. Ugh. I don't mind telling you, dear listeners, I've seen some shit in my time. But the sight of Bernie Eccleston getting his dick stepped on by a dominatrix dressed as Hitler? That is right up there with worst of war crimes. I'm Alexander Notobot and I need a warm shower reporting for IC News. Fascism comes in many forms, of course, and none is less charming than that of the Christian right in America. During our end-of-season break, the Supreme Court struck down the long-standing federal right to an abortion by overturning the landmark ruling of Roe v. Wade, in a move that's plunged the country into a constitutional crisis and driven home just how successfully Republicans under Donald Trump have now politicised the Supreme Court. Alison June Smith has been travelling the multiverse this week to find out just what all of this means for the future of several what were thought to be established rights in America. Well, holy shit. They only went and actually did it. Roe versus Wade has been overturned, just like the leak of the Supreme Court majority opinion warned it would be, and the reproductive rights of 36 million American women are now set to be zapped back to the Stone Age. Who really needs majority rule in a democracy anyway, am I right? Far better to let the third or so of your country that are batshit insane religious fundamentalists decide whether or not women have any control over their own bodies. 
So much for that separation of church and state thing. You all get to be merry now, ladies. You're getting Jesus all up in your womb whether you believe in him or not. There really is no overstating just how completely fucked up this really is. We've seen time and time again in the developed world that banning abortion doesn't do a damn thing to stop desperate women terminating their unwanted pregnancies. Hell, even Northern Ireland recognizes that now. And that place has more weird Catholics who hate women than a peak cocaine-era Stephen King novel. This ruling is the most brazenly political move the Supreme Court has made in decades, and it threatens the lives and rights of millions of women. Banning abortion does not magically make the need for abortion disappear. It strips women of their autonomy, creates new inequalities in terms of who can afford to have one, and drives those who can't afford to go out of state for their medical care to far less safe options. I'll repeat it loud and clear for the old white dudes at the back. All banning the practice does is make safe abortions illegal opening the door to criminal practitioners and dangerous backstreet procedures. I've covered this a thousand times already, and frankly, the debate is fucking settled. This ass-backwards, handmaid's tale bullshit is not about families and babies and never has been. If it was, Americans would have free, universal, pre-K, free prenatal and delivery medical care, an actual maternity and paternity leave guaranteed for new parents. They've got none of that shit. And can you guess why? It's because it's only fun for an evangelical Christian to treat a fetus as a political football if they can also kick a woman in the uterus when they're playing with it. Babies only mean something to these people when the ambiblical cord turns them into an anchor that keeps women in their place. This is not about the historic reversal of an unthinkable legal mistake. This is about the Christian right and the fruition of their decades-long plan to twist America into a repressive, theocratic state. The worry for anyone paying attention to the insane shit now spewing out of the court is that this is only the beginning. Clarence Thomas has already said that overturning Roe v. Wade should lead to a re-examination of other rights underpinned by the same principle of privacy. He included verdicts that guaranteed access to contraception and gay rights and marriage in that declaration but conveniently left out the one that affects him, a black man's right to marry a white traitor who works to overturn a presidential election. When Supreme Court justices are straight up fucking admitting that they're using precedent to change laws, but only for the ones that they want to change, that is explicitly political and incredibly fucking dangerous. So just how horrific can things get for American women? Turns out, pretty fucking horrific. To prove it, I've come here to Earth Tango Plan B Coat Hanger 21. Here, America repealed Roe v. Wade years ago, and we're horrified to see the results. 
Women with ectopic pregnancies on the verge of bleeding out, waiting for hospitals to consult lawyers before being given the drugs and medical procedures that would save their lives. Then, the backstreet abortions and drug overdoses, leading to thousands of dead and maimed women. Something else had to change, so they fixed the problem, the way that only America knows how, by expanding gun rights and granting all fetuses the right to bear arms in the womb. I'm here with Amanda, who's here for her 21-week scan to make sure that things are progressing properly with the unwanted incest baby that was forced upon her by both her uncle and the state. Oh, I'm sorry, miss, but Amanda can't answer you. Legally, I mean, she's a 14-year-old girl, so she really doesn't get a voice in this whole miracle. (sighs) Right you are, doctor. Of course I'm right, miss. I'm a man. Now, Amanda, see this here on the monitor? If you just stop crying for a moment, you'll see that's the head. And that's the heartbeat you can hear. And yep, there it is. Congratulations, missy. It's a Colt 45. Should it really be moving like that, doctor? Oh, hush now, you. I'm a medical professional. Now, I don't come down to the bakery where I assume you work and tell you how many sprinkles to put on your cupcakes now, do I? I'm just saying, doc. I think the handgun is crowning. What? No, that can't be right. Oh, darn it, I startled her. She's standing her ground. Look out, everybody. Oh, holy shit. Fuck, right in the neck. Congratulations, Amanda. You got a real marksman on your hands. God bless the Second Amendment. Jesus. Well, what did I tell you, listeners? Banning abortion really does lead to carnage. I'm Allison June Smith, and you can keep God right out of my uterus, thanks. Reporting for IC News. If abortion rights are set to be a battleground electoral issue for November's midterms in the States, here in the UK, one of the major ones moving forwards is inevitably going to be the cost-of-living crisis. Boris Johnson's government is adamant that big public sector wage increases would only be counterproductive in combating inflation, and has been keen to paint the RMT as the villains of last week's rail strikes. But it was a tactic that backfired somewhat, due to some incendiary media appearances by the union's general secretary, Mick Lynch. Turns out that the country quite likes hearing from an articulate working-class voice, who makes a sensible argument for stronger working rights and better pay and conditions, Rumblings coming from other unions now suggest that the government may be facing industrial action from all kinds of industries and public bodies if pay doesn't start closing the gap on inflation soon. Our youth correspondent, David Stanier, has been thoroughly inspired by Mick Lynch over the last week or so, and he's been hopping dimensions to start a trade union of his very own. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Hair of David, growth hormone. Make this Frankenstein my own. <laughs> Fly, my pretty. Hi, kids. Don't mind me. I'm just doing some science. Ooh, it's exciting stuff. But I don't want to spoil the surprise. We'll come back to it a bit later on. For now, though, how the devil have you all been? It feels like it's been ages. It's lovely to see you, and I hope you've been doing your homework by working tirelessly to smash the chains of extractive capitalism. In today's lesson, we're going to be talking about industrial action. Sounds like a laugh, doesn't it? 
Like it might be a fun activity, like banging some big old pipes together, or jumping up and down in some snazzy work boots on top of a greasy, rumbly engine, or going on an adventure with a factory as a companion. Although, like my dad said to me when my first bullet went through a stockbroker's windpipe rather than his carotid artery, You've missed, idiot, so move in close and finish him off with your bare hands. Ah, memories. Industrial action, it's actually what happens when a workforce, that's a big team of mums and dads who are bringing home the bacon for their carnivorous little babies, get together and decide that their employer needs teaching a lesson. First, they form a big superhero team called a union. Then, they take a vote on what they want to do to show the boss man, or woman, it's 2022, remember? Or boss them, or MX boss, 2022, how valuable they really are. Now, this might mean working to rule meaning that everyone stops doing all that extra stuff that employers take for granted and instead just do the work that's explicitly in their contracts. And it might mean striking, which is when the workers refuse to work until their employer starts offering fairer pay or better working conditions. It's how we got stuff like the weekend and sick pay and not dying up a chimney at the age of eight. All good stuff. Uh, excuse me, Mr. David. That sounds like fun. Do you think that me and my friends could go on strike in the classroom to get out of maths? No, Billy. Don't be a fucking idiot. Kids don't have rights. And school is very important for teaching you how to conform to the very system that will later mercilessly exploit you for profit. Now shut up and get your calculator out. You've probably heard a lot about train strikes recently. You may have even heard about a man called Mick Lynch, who's been on the telly a lot lately, waggling his eyebrows and making the case for better pay and conditions for the working people of this country. He probably sounds fresh and exciting to you, but here's what's important to remember. Unions have always had articulate, powerful voices like Mick Lynch's, but the political and media establishment are entirely complicit in maintaining the status quo by refusing to amplify them. That's true of the Conservatives, who like trade unions about as much as I like broccoli. Ugh! Yuck! Fuck you, broccoli! Ugh! But it's also true of the current opposition, like the Labour Party, who are supposed to be the party of the workers, but are currently stuffed with shiny-faced corporate twonks who would rather ask a focus group of middle managers from St Albans what they think working-class people want to hear rather than letting someone like Mick Lynch actually get a word of his own in. You're going to carry on hearing a lot of noise from politicians about inflation soon and how big wage increases could make it stick around for longer, even though it's already here and it's clearly being driven by energy price hikes and profiteering, not wages. That cheeky denial of the harsh realities working people now face means we may well be in for a whole summer of strikes. Which is why I've come here. This is Earth Alpha Whiskey Django Fett 22, and it's the perfect place to form a union of your own. Ever since I completed Father's training program by calling the weak from his flock of brainwashed assassin children, I've always been what a lot of terrorism watch lists describe as a lone wolf. But all this talk of unions has got me wondering if I'm missing out. If one Dave is enough to strike fear into the new corporate oligarchy, what could a thousand Daves do? Which is why this reality's cutting-edge human cloning program really piqued my interest. Peekaboo interest, there you are. <laughs> Wait, where'd you go? Oh, there you are again. All it took to make my army of Daves was a little DNA, some hair, some skin cells, and a splash or two of something you'll have to ask a bigger boy about when you're a bit older. Add in the right accelerants and plug in the right subliminal learning materials, and pretty soon you'll have a fully grown union of your very own. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy! Looks like the first one's ready. 
Where am I? Who the fuck are you, kid? Oops, <laughs> that's um, some fruity language, isn't it? <laughs> that shouldn't have been in the training materials you've all been listening to in utero. <laughs> Whatever, nerd. Fuck you. I'm off to snort some cocaine, trade some stocks, and speak disrespectfully about some women. Now get out of my way. Ow! Jeepers. Which side of the nutrient-rich batch of this artificial womb did he wake up on this morning, am I right, kids? <laughs> hmm, something's not right here. I better check what he's been learning. Ah! No! Ah! This isn't the carefully curated anti-capitalist paramilitary training program I put together! This is just a DVD of the Wolf of Wall Street! Oh, bowling balls! They're all waking up! Go to sleep! Wait! Shut it down! Who's in the mood for some capitalism? I'll go for some bit of capitalism, Miss Bliss. All I care about is profit. I really enjoyed willfully misconstruing the natural moral of that film. I love cocaine. Bobby loves some capitalism. Where the quaaludes Ah, this isn't right. This isn't right at all. They're all escaping. I've accidentally unleashed an army of grotesquely pro-capitalist Davids. Who wants to buy a pen? Oh, I better go, kids. I've got to make a start on cleaning up this mess. Oh, I'm naked. Somebody get me a blue shirt with a white collar and a red tie. Wait, Evil Davids. Stop. No. Don't you understand? A system based on constant exponential economic growth can only ever serve to funnel wealth to the very top of the expense of the underclass. And you can't even get quaaludes anymore. Did you completely miss the satirical undertones of the movie? Jesus Christ, stop. Please. We all get the same 24 hours of the day, you lazy bones. Ah! I'm David Stanya, and I've created an army of bloody monsters reporting for IC News. Stop! Please! Stop! Stop! Oh dear, I guess it's true what they say. You either strike a hero, or you live long enough to accidentally clone yourself an army of villains. David's report brings us to the end of our broadcast. We hope you'll continue to join us for the rest of Season 8. We'll be back with Episode 2 the same time next Sunday. But until then, we leave you now with the headlines you may have missed. The royal family insist that Prince Charles will never again accept cash donations in suitcases from Qatari politicians, mainly because he keeps having to pass them on to teenage friends of his brother in order to shut them up. The government proposes new legacy mortgages, with children being able to inherit their parents' mortgage deals in an attempt to boost home ownership. Generational debt, everyone! So much more preferable to just actually building some fucking houses! Ghislaine Maxwell apologises to her victims as she is sentenced to 20 years in prison for trafficking and sexually abusing minors alongside the billionaire paedophile Jeffrey Epstein. She must serve at least three days before she's eligible for assassination. And finally, Dominic Raab gets creepy with Angela Rayner while filling in for Boris Johnson at Prime Minister's Questions, proving once and for all what a total winker he really is. You've been listening to IC News. Thank you, and goodbye. me, Danny Sutcliffe. I'm here today with a right bargain for you. And no, it's not just the mystery me I've got in the back of my van. Although that is also primo stuff, so meet me behind odd bins and flash your full beams if you're interested. If you haven't joined our Patreon yet, we've got a special offer for you. 
Sign up now as one of our early bird supporters and you can get access to all of our exclusive content for just £2 a month. If you want bonus podcast sketches, compilation episodes and ICU stories, this is the cheapest you're ever going to get them. You've got to be quick though. This deal is limited to the first 500 patrons and they'll get snapped up quick. It's the best way to show your support for the show and you'll be helping us to grow moving forwards. As always, thank you for all of your support and we hope you enjoy the show. And no, it's not badger meat. And if Brian May tries to tell you otherwise, he's a fucking liar.